Hello and welcome to the second of our podcast series from Home Group. I'm Dr Nick and today we're going to talk about COVID and the effect that it's had on our services, some of the challenges that we've faced and conquered, as well as the lessons that we've learned for our future. We're going to try really hard to be as open and honest and candid as possible. Just like last time, this has been recorded as we're emerging from lockdown. Once again, we are sat outside in my garden. It is absolutely scorching. We're sat in the sun. So please be prepared and bear with us. There could be all sorts of noises happening in this episode. Literally anything from my dog barking, my child crying. There could be aeroplanes, lawnmowers. And I swear I heard an ice cream van going past earlier. So anything could happen on this podcast. I have, you know, had an interesting time during COVID. I'm quite a senior member of Home Group, being the director of clinical practice, and I've had a key significant role to play in managing COVID. So when everything happened and lockdown hit, I was exceptionally busy. That combined with the fact that I've also got a nine-year-old daughter at home who was then stopped from going back to school because the schools, you know, were unable to accept children back through their doors really was a an interesting time and it was challenging I think that it forced me personally to dig deep and I'm always surprised at the the reserves that women you know as a group have and we dig deep and we get through it I've not been the perfect mum over the last three months I'll be really honest there have been moments when I've uh, reflected and thought I could have done a lot better but she's still happy she's safe and well and so are our colleagues so I'm going to pat myself and all of my colleagues who've worked with me on the back and think we did a great job. I think Home Group because of the skills and knowledge that we have as a collective within Home Group we've been able to respond swiftly effectively and ensure the safety of colleagues and customers During the lockdown when things were really bad, we exercised the use of our clinical skills, which we'll talk a little bit more about, to interpret national policy, which kept us a little bit of ahead of the curve. We've had great support from our procurement services, enabling our colleagues at the front line to have the right mask for the right task and the right equipment in order for them to do their job safely. Looking at our infection rate and our comprehensive dashboard that we've got, we've performed really well and I'm really very pleased with the level of safety that we've maintained. What we hope to do, we don't sit in our laurels, we hope to continue to provide really, really safe care as COVID becomes part of normal life. One of the significant challenges Home Group faced and through the National Care Forum that we're a member of, we've seen all of the other care providers face, is accessibility in the first instance during COVID to PPE, specifically masks. The appropriate face mask was a huge issue for all of of the care provider world. We are lucky. We have fabulous procurement colleagues and we are a big organisation who was very happy to financially support us to access the right protective equipment for our colleagues smaller providers struggled even more than we did we managed it very safely and I'm really proud of how we handled it but it was very very challenging what we are now in a fortunate position to be able to do is forecast ahead and buy enough stock ahead of the curve to support us for the next six months or so. So we've got a really robust process in place. I was amazed at how swiftly all of our colleagues mobilised to get really robust processes in place for ordering and distribution. It was really fabulous. I'd like to welcome our first guest to the podcast. 
Our first guest is the lovely Leslie Bainbridge, who is the lead for physical health at Home Group. Leslie, you're very welcome to our podcast. Would you like to tell me a little bit about, you know, your role? Give a bit of an overview. Yeah, so I'm a nurse and midwife by background. I've spent most of my career specialising in the care of older people and I've worked regionally and nationally at that level and still do, um, hopefully for the benefit of home group in time. So that probably brings me to what my role is. So actually, um, I still feel like a new girl at home group. I joined on the 6th of Jan and I'm one of um, four people in the, the clinical team, a brand new clinical team. And I remember clearly that at the end of our induction, which would have been about four or five weeks, Nick, you brought the four of us together just to close off the induction, really. And I remember at the end of that meeting, you said, uh, I'm going to need a bit of a hand from you in terms of COVID. (laughs) And uh, that probably was the start of it. So it was, I would say it trickled really throughout the rest of February, but then into March it was just full pelt and, and let's get cracking and COVID really takes over all of the other things. I think that um, the result of that is I haven't been able to develop my own role as much as the, the other three have. But what is really exciting is when I, when I am with those other three, I absolutely love listening to them because they're so knowledgeable in their field of expertise and I can see how I can develop my role in the, in the coming um, months because it will be months before we're, we can really say that we're COVID-free and definitely for me as an individual. But on a positive note, I would say I have been able to pick up little bits and pieces of that work in the past month particularly. So that's been really good. So that's how I come to join Home Group and what I've been doing since I got there. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about what happened in the first few months? Because you've, you've kind of downplayed it a bit saying you were a little bit busy and a bit distracted but what did that feel like for you because it hit didn't it we woke up one morning and that was it the world stopped what did that mean for you in your role it didn't allow me to develop the role that I came to do and it reminded me of roles that I've had previously because do you know what I recognised? The feelings were the same. So I've spent a lot of my career, as I said, working with older people and older people are everywhere. So in secondary care particularly, our hospitals, regardless of the label of the specialty of respiratory or cardiology, gynae, whatever, those wards except children and maternity are full of older people and so there is a big focus on making sure that older people aren't in hospital too long because we know that that's not good for them and it's generally referred to as patient flow throughout the hospital and the feelings were the same to keep up to speed with that to not have a detrimental effect on people's lives And I think for colleagues, not just our customers, because for colleagues in a housing world, they won't have had those experiences and maybe not had the experience of having to work at that fast pace and speed. Many of them might not have had the opportunity to directly relate what they hear on the news to what they do on a day-to-day basis at work. I think that one of the things that surprised me, being brand new to a non-NHS organisation that uh, makes me feel confident and very happy about working at Home Group, is that it is a national organisation, but it, it, it runs very slickly. And you mentioned before particularly the procurement, and that's one of the things that I saw and made me be really confident. 
So pouring over the, the policy that comes out on a day-to-day basis, pouring over that and getting really tight with making a recommendation, whenever we said... This, this look, this is what we need. This, we need this particular mask, we need this particular piece of equipment. And you then took that to the board and having that procurement team literally scanning the world for us. Yes, scanning the world. the world. Yes. And you know, I've, I've thought particularly about some of the colleagues in the smaller organisations and even in the NHS. Because in the NHS, you hear stories of they didn't have access to PPE. And I saw on one of our own invoices, diverted at Dover Docks to the NHS. So this is a whole system challenge. But yet in Home Group, we seem to have been able to get everything we, we asked for. Absolutely. How did you feel about the volume? So alongside the procurement stuff, the other big challenge that I think we all felt in the system, specifically in the care industry, was the volume of... Um, or lack thereof in the first instance of guidance and then the volume at which the guidance came out and changed. How did you feel about that? I think I've got a still developing view on that, but I can share thoughts that I've had. So one thought would be that the science wasn't there and therefore the policy couldn't be written in line with the science. I think the second thing is that maybe there wasn't uh, an international or way of pulling together all of the research that was going on now you know I'm not close to the World Health Organization so perhaps they were doing that I've also thought about in the way that scientists have their work peer-reviewed before publication maybe we weren't quick at saying look it's not peer-reviewed but let's push it out there let's have a, a, a good scan through it But then, of course, I've wondered, well, is that what Boris and his team were doing on a day-to-day basis? Were they going over all of that unpublished data? Were they looking beyond the shores of the UK? And Because stuff, good bits of research, I'm absolutely sure, will have started in December in China. And was that all pulled together to write the policies? And could the policies have been much more robust in the beginning? I think for me, because I know that, you know, we reflect and we analyse and... We talk about our experiences all the time. But I would hope that nationally that happens as well. And, and we, I'm sure, as in home group, we won't rewrite history. And we won't say times that we wished we'd done it. We won't say we did it the right way all of the time if we can recognise a place where we could have done something a little bit different. But I just hope that nationally the government doesn't rewrite history either and we'll learn from our mistakes and, you know, an example of that would be there have been almost 30,000 excess deaths, excess deaths in care homes for older people since between December and June. We'll also know that there have been hundreds of excess deaths in younger adults that live with LD and autism. And we'll have to really seek to understand why we've had that, why they are our stats, particularly the older people's stats, because they are too big a number to not have something big to say. Absolutely. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the responsiveness and the volume of questions that maybe you've had to answer from some of our services? I mean, they're very. we all feel very lucky that we've had such expertise in the organisation to draw on, but do you want to talk a little bit about that as an experience? Yeah, I think there's a couple of things there. I would say you mentioned the NCF, the National Care yes. Forum, before. I think they, they, it's been fantastic to be a member of them because at lightning speed we get the brand new guidance from them. And although we might stumble across it 
not too far behind them. I think getting it from them as quickly as we got it was great. And and their analysis was really helpful as a base for us to then analyse it. I think in terms of the lightning speed, we then had to cascade it. We had a couple of brand new things set up. So one would be the weekly webinar with all of the people. I think that was a fantastic way to spread the new stuff out and to remind them of. Now, previously we've said, forget that because the case is now. Is everyone clear? Forget that because this is the situation from today. Um, That was another fantastic thing. And then the support of our policy team because they've really supported us with what I would call sharpening, tightening, presenting, turning words that I might say in a particular way into a speak that's general guidance guidance and policy. That's been good. Haven't done all of that, though, those three things. I think one of the challenges, and it did take a tremendous amount of time, was the one-off emails, the one-off Skype calls, phone calls that came through from individuals. And the approach that I took was just giving them time, giving them time and answering every single one. On a really bad day, on a a day that I might be tired, I might have wanted to quickly say, well, if you look at page such and such, or if you go back to the guidance. But I think that in the beginning, the speed, we had to support the front line with time that they needed. And building their confidence, wasn't it? The fact that they had you, Pauline, to draw on specifically, built the confidence of already... Fabulous registered managers and operational managers out there who were, I suppose, doing the difficult work, implementing our words, our thoughts, and the government's words and thoughts, and dealing with those problems and the people who were suffering, really. Yeah. Um, so it was just giving them time, and it did dwindle off. You know, they did, they did get more confident at it. Um, and I think going forwards, then we probably need to have a think about us as a smaller clinical team, about instead of sending everything through to me, then just saying, um, well, have you had a look at the guidance? What does it say? Can I help you interpret it? And then if we're still stuck, otherwise, how will I ever get out of COVID? Absolutely. Basically. We are lucky enough that we have a second guest on the podcast today. We've got the lovely Pauline Smith, who is our lead for practice development at Home Group. Now, Pauline, do you want to explain what that actually means? Yes, I'm very happy to explain that. And thank you for inviting me to your lovely garden today. (laughs) It's actually quite sunny, isn't it? Yeah. We've had a stroke of Mr Mike, which has really cheered me up. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's lovely. That's Nicola's dog. Yeah. Yeah, my role in home groups, quite unique. There is only one of me and I can hear most people listening to this podcast thinking, thank God. (laughs) Um, But my role is quite unique in that um, my title is Clinical Practice Development Business Partner. um, And I work with the clinical team, but I also work with a small team called the Clinical Governance Team. And my job is to identify training needs in clinicians and in clinical services to write policies, to train people and then to close that loop by going out and doing some audits to make sure that the training's embedded, that the service improvements are embedded and then we provide all that data, all that quality assurance um, both internally to the board and a couple of committees but also to all of our external stakeholders so that's people like the Care Quality Commission, our commissioners, Department of Health 
Department of Health and Social Care and anybody else really who needs that information. So that's my job in home group. So you're a busy lady. Yes, a busy lady. Yes, I like being busy. I'm not good when I'm not busy. No. I think one of the things that dovetails really nicely with what Leslie was saying, she was talking about the practical aspect of supporting the services to do the do. That was absolutely our first immediate need. But then closely after that came this this thing of we need to get assurance that actually we're doing the do correctly. Do you want to talk a little bit about how we did that and... Yeah, I'm very happy to do that because I think what one of the biggest exciting things for me is for all we've been working from home and initially I was really a bit scared about that because I'm quite a people person and I like to share ideas, I love feedback, I like to get into offices, I love discussion, chatter, yeah I like a bit of distraction to be honest so I thought working from home wouldn't suit me but it has because there's other ways to use that technology and we had so much to do to be honest the days have just flown over anyhow so I haven't really noticed uh, too much but in terms of working across the business I think that's what I've learned quite a bit about this so working with um, different people in the business and I think one of the biggest places we need to provide assurance was our infection rates Um, and that was within the customer groups, in all the different services and in our colleagues, how many of our colleagues had been swabbed, how many have had blood tests. So we needed all that kind of data. We needed data about the PPE. Have people got enough? Have they got the right PPE? So in our governance group, we're only a small group. There's only five of us, but we get on absolutely smashing. Um, Again, that's a group of individuals that Home Group have appointed over the last three years. Um, I don't think they really knew why they needed us three years ago, but I think what COVID has done is made them realise that they're glad they've got us because actually we are quite pedantic people. We love data, we like um, policies, we love nothing better than a a spreadsheet or a um, plan. We like to keep assurance reports, we like to keep response plans, we've kept all of the information about the advice we've given. The services haven't stopped during COVID, so they've still provided all of that care. We've still took on new services, so we still haven't trained people, educate people, welcome people as new colleagues in home group and my job's been to keep that part of the business running as well. I feel very lucky to have both you and Leslie. What you bring with you is that inherent knowledge of healthcare services and we've all been trained to death if we've had a long career in the National Health Service around business continuity. We all went through a similar process when we were thinking swine flu might have yes. hit. So we've do you think that's really helped? Oh I think that's really helped. I was a um, deputy head of nursing when swine flu raised its head so I have drawn on that experience um, because I understood not only from the practical perspective and I know I was giving out vaccines at the time and really getting my hands back into clinical practice but also I was in quite a senior leadership role at the time so I understood the importance of governance and assurance and making sure that we captured all of the decisions that we made so I've been able to draw on that so I think I remember like Leslie said we, one day in March, I seemed to be doing my day job. And then the next day, I remember Nicola coming in saying, right, the three of us, we need to get together. We're going to be like a little action team. Oh, and you know, I loved it. Because that really <laughs> plays, drama, to, it plays to my strengths. <laughs> and it plays to my need 
to be that coordinator because I love organising people. I think that's a nice way of saying you're a bit bossy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I am a we bit, love you for it. Yeah, I yeah. am a bit bossy and I love <laughs> coordination. I like things to, yeah, to flow. So my role's been coordinating the webinars and just making sure that we had all the national messages in there for Nicola to um, share and often they've gone up to Silver Command and they've gone up to Mark Henderson, our Chief Exec and we've had really good feedback from the organisation that we've made a difference and you know that's why I'm in Home Group. I mean I have worked in the NHS for 37 years and then three years ago Nicola came to Home Group and um, we've worked together in the past and um, I remember talking to her and she was having you know, such a exciting time and I thought, do you know, for all I'm in my late 50s, I want a bit of that. So that's when I came to join about yep. two and a half years ago and um, COVID's really given me the opportunity to use some of that past experience and knowledge. I think Home Group's been really lucky to have both of you as well as all of the other teams that have really inputted and led us through COVID. I almost feel bad because there's been so many other smaller care providers that, you know, Leslie joins National Care Forum calls and, we, you know, other care providers have had a, a rougher time than we have and we really feel for them. And I think any of us, we're always happy to lend a hand, aren't we, if there's anything we can ever do. So ladies, I know that this has been an exhausting time. Would you agree, really, the last few months? Yeah, it's been quite a challenge, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In more ways than one, I would agree. It's been an exhausting time. You know, I think it's a mixture of things. It's doing something brand new for the world, but also learning to work from home. Yes. And then, like yourself, managing family dynamics that's still there and... You know, sick children, I've got a grandson and he was poorly during COVID and it's just managing everything else as well, isn't it? And um, being like a little bit of a face of COVID in my new close, I've just moved and there's quite a few elderly people live in my close and they come to me and ask me for advice. So it's kind of being that poster girl in my street for COVID as well. So it is a, it has been a busy, challenging time, but we've learnt a lot. Oh, I think hugely. I think if you're a reflector... Actually, that's super useful because what I see is our we've all risen to the challenge and that we've kept our colleagues and customers safe and that Home Group's done a fantastic job of supporting that, which I'm, I'm really proud of. Again, I've said it in, in my earlier podcast, Home Group's a special organisation and it's not just about its ambition and its strategy, it's about the way that it, it cares for colleagues as well as you know the wider population. That was born out this week because we've started to go back into service now. A, a brand new service down in Scarborough who are going to be taking on our over 55s, a community wellbeing service. Um, I was there on Monday delivering some face-to-face training, um, obviously COVID secure training, and they were new colleagues to Home Group. They've only been with us a few months, but they did have a vast experience of working in other social care providers, and they were absolutely adamant that they wouldn't have been supported in the way that home group have supported us in the last few months with weekly messages from mark our chief exec to you know small acts of kindness really you know rachel and nicola sent us all a box of chocolates out you know little things like that a half a day's holiday it just makes you feel that you matter and i've like say 37 years in the nhs i don't think you often felt like you mattered from the top so that was 
It's been interesting. One of the other things is, unlike hospitals who've stopped much of their other services, and even in primary care, they've been able to stop some of their uh, more routine care, we haven't been able to do that. So we've had to deal with COVID and still run everything that we run and still keep people safe and let them live a quality life that they themselves would say is a good experience absolutely so reflections over with i think you you've done a fabulous job what what do you think we're focused on or should be focused on in advice to anybody that might be listening right now well i think the first thing is covid isn't going anywhere it's going to be around for the the coming weeks and months so we'll have to stay vigilant with guidance whatever else comes our way and then where are we heading to winter and we know what that brings don't we yeah more illness pressure on every all services isn't it really yeah i think we can expect to see some local lockdowns and because we are a um, a national organization that could mean that we'll need to target one area in a different way probably drawn on the same lockdown guidance we've used previously but saying this is for you at this moment in time because your region is locked down by your director of public health and then the rest of our organisation might be working to the more newer guidance. I think given that winter is coming, a bit like Game of Thrones, the um, important thing for us right now that I think we're all focusing on is winter planning which seems perverse given we are sat in my back garden and the sun is absolutely beating down on us, is it not ladies? Yes. We're all a bit hot and bothered now. Um, However, if we prepare now and get the organisational planning ready, we stand a better chance of being successful during the winter months and keeping our customers as safe as possible. Would you agree, Paul? Oh, I would absolutely agree. And I think one of the things that we are planning for is to vaccinate our staff against seasonal flu. Um, And it's great that home group are looking at maybe the voucher scheme because, you know, in social care, again, poor relatives, our social care staff last year had to fight to get vaccinated. Even though the government do stand and say it's health and social care, a lot of our staff found it difficult to get a vaccination. So it's great that we're going to have a scheme that will make sure that all of our staff, including ourselves, are vaccinated against the seasonal flu. So we'll get involved in that and we'll help shape that. But again, just shows and demonstrates the speed of response from home group. Great. So I just want to take this opportunity to thank both Leslie and Pauline for joining me on the podcast. I really appreciate you coming. Thanks so much for the invitation, Nick. I think I might feel happier when I hear the the final playback, (laughs) but thank you. Oh, it's been a pleasure, Nicola. We've really enjoyed it, sitting in the garden with the sun and um, sharing our experience of COVID. And I know that the rest of the team will be dying to follow us. I really hope so. And I, you know, you did bring the sunshine with you. We did. Yes, boiled to death a little bit in the back garden today. So thank you. We've talked a bit about COVID today. Um, I hope anybody that's listened has enjoyed it. I'm really excited about the next podcast. We are going to be talking all things transforming care. We've got loads of juicy stuff. We're going to talk service models. We're going to talk complexity of need. We're going to talk physical health in amongst it all. It's going to be brilliant. Everything and anything to do with transforming care, we're going to be discussing. So thank you for listening and I hope to see you next time.